Welcome to episode 5 of There Is No Planet B, our series of conversations with climate activists. This week, host Marlene Halliday chats with Ruth Watson, who, with her group Yes Kirimur, held the Kirimur Cup during the same fortnight as Cup was taking place in Glasgow. Here's how it went. Welcome, I'm Marlene Halliday. This is Independent Live Media and it's the latest in our series, There Is No Planet B. It's really great to have you here, uh, Ruth. Thanks for coming in the programme. And, and Ruth's here to talk as a member of Yes, Curry Muir. So COP26 has ended and uh, we have the climate, the Glasgow Climate Pact. Uh, presidents and prime ministers have come and gone and pledges have been made. Some countries have allied themselves to those pledges and to each other. Others have kept their distance. And currently, of course, I'm sure climate scientists will be poring over the details of those pledges and plans. Asking or the lack the big, of details. Or, or the lack of detail, yeah. And, and you know, asking that question, you know, are they enough to keep global warming down to 1.5 degrees? The answer to that is no. Currently, we're on track for about 2.4 degrees, which um, would be a very uncomfortable place for humanity and many other species to be living in. However, it has to be said, that's a significant reduction from where we were a few years ago. So Ruth's here, she's a very active member of, um, of Yes, Kerry Muir. And while the eyes of the world were on Glasgow and COP26, Kerry Muir was having its own COP. Yeah. COP well, we decided, we decided that um, we, all of the members of Yes, Kerry, that, that were taking part in the, the discussions about it, feel really passionately and strongly, um, not only about the climate emergency, but about uh, a socially just transition, one that takes into account the, the so-called global south, as well as the impact on people in Scotland. So, you know, Glasgow seems to be a bit far away when you're living in the middle of the glens, you know? It's kind of, I, Glasgow, it's kind of, you know, I mean, you could be talking about New York or Hamburg, you know what I mean? So, so we thought, well, we wanted to have an action which raised the issues about um, how we believe that that Scotland, uh, an independent Scotland, is essential for a sustainable Scotland and to protect our environmental standards and and many of the issues that uh, underpin climate change. And in order for Scotland to be able to really play its part, we believe it's essential that we have Scottish independence. And we wanted to go out and talk to people about that, spread a positive message about what Scotland could be and could achieve. But we didn't want to be seen as just being opportunistic because we actually really care about it. You know, we're not going to be one of these sort of prospective parliamentary candidates that picks up a bin bag and goes for 10 minutes for a litter pick and then disappears off, sort of job done. So we thought, well, how do you show commitment? You turn up and you do the work. So we thought, well, we'll have our own Kiri Cop. And, uh, and, and so for the 12 days of COP26, we had a stall in the middle of the Kiri Town Square and it was brilliant it was fun i mean it was absolutely <laughs> the weather was appalling sometimes and it was a wee bit cold at other times and there was a moment or two where the snow started coming down and i was feeling <laughs> a bit sorry for myself but it was so worth it we 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 had so many conversations i mean there was a couple of days we were standing we were just drook it but there was school kids like young adults standing in the pouring rain with an increasingly soggy 
sandwich out the copy talking to us about the yeah. issues and wanting answers and engaging with us and a lot of people a lot of people coming over to show support a lot of people uh, with questions surprisingly actually for for the rural location that we're in not that many people there were a few people kind of going buzz all shaking their head and but but there was a lot of people who i know for a fact because Gary's a wee place, yeah. are previous or or have perhaps voted in a way completely counter to every one of my values. Um, but they were coming over and talking to us right. because they cared about it. And it gave us an opportunity to have informed, positive conversation. There was one old boy who came over the first days, oh, I'm British, I'm Scottish, but I'm British, and oh, uh, I like my blue passport. <laughs> and and we we kind of we got you know we got yeah. talking about yeah. the things that he liked about it and and I pointed out that actually as part of the EU um, we uh, we had the right on any country to 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 pop into any of the European embassies if we needed assistance and that now was gone and you know we said but then somebody came over uh, a supporter came over and we were talking about environmental standards and and sort of the vernacular began to be used about because because you know we were among friends. And and I said the thing that I could never get over was how support in in England in particular. The, my concern about environmental standards is is very widespread. But one of the things actually was very powerful when talking to people was the issue of raw sewage being pumped into the yeah. English waters. Yeah, and and I said the thing the thing that I couldn't get over. I said it's one thing for people to swallow Johnson's lies, but I can't get over the way that they're now prepared to drink his shite. If you'll pardon my French. And that 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 old boy that was he was still standing at the, he was still standing at the stall. And he just about choked on his buttery. Um, <laughs> but but two days later, two days later, we were standing again and he came over. It was a biting cold one, and he came over a wee bag of chocolates for us yeah. and said, I still don't agree with you, but I admire your persistence and, and I agree with some of what you say, you know, and that's that's why it's important to be out yeah. there, you know. And and the, the materials that we had, the Believe in Scotland, we took some banners, um, some Believe in Scotland material, our chairman, Gordon Ewan, uh, and his son worked on sort of rejigged to to get the right dimensions for banners for the stall. So the stall looked amazing. You know, they're like the pictures of renewables, pictures of wind farms, factual information. And that was one of the things I think is really important. Mm. Our stall, we didn't look like we didn't look like, you know, sort of homespun bam pots. We looked mainstream. The stall looked professional. The materials we were handing out were professional, sourced material and i think that there was actually two or three people who came up that we ended up with a couple of um people who definitely didn't agree with our perspective that became quite agitated and i think that one of the things that they were concerned about was that we looked like we were on the winning yeah. side yeah yeah i mean those i i kept saying in fact what um what enabled me to clock on to what was going on up in Kerry was i, I kept seeing photographs on social media of the bunch of you up there and and what caught my eye were the banners that you had. I mean, I, you know, I, I recognised them. I mean, I knew there were, there were uh, uh, at least a few of them were from Believe in Scotland, and they're producing such good material. I mean, it's just so, so helpful. It looked professional. It didn't look like a wee gang of folk who are just out there kind of trying to slip you a, a leaflet. So, I mean, that's, um, it's one of the things, isn't it? How, how, to, how to open up a conversation with someone who, who, who just disagree. I mean, if it's about, uh, you know, Scotland being independent, they disagree. But how to open up 
a conversation with them. And it sounds like, you know, you, you had a good go at, and successfully at, at doing that. Well, I'm a bit of a machine. So, <laughs> so many years ago, I lived at Faslane Peace Camp and I had I had occasional yeah. forays down to Greenham. So I'm kind of used to, I mean, I lived there for a couple of years, so I'm kind of used to, I've kind of honed my patter. And also I'm a journalist and I kind of, you know, so I've, I've done work with PR as well. And so one of the things I really enjoy, A, I enjoy communicating with people. But I think one of the things is that you get somebody on a stall with you. Yeah, if you've got lots of people there, that's fantastic. But I think there's a lot to be said about getting people who perhaps aren't experienced with being in stall on stalls or who don't really know, they're not really confident. Getting them on with somebody like me, you know, it's like sort of like an old, top of a young year or a young a young top and an old year you know what I mean it's just that kind of yes. back to a farming careful, analogy. careful there <laughs> yeah, there was none of that I'm just in terms of in terms of sharing it um you know sort of training people up so 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 we we did get two or three people who it was the first time on a stall and they weren't very sure and I said look just just sort of you know have a listen and see how it goes and then try and adapt it for what you feel comfortable with yeah. And and one of the things that I really enjoy is is when you approach somebody, you've literally got six seconds to try and get their attention, get them hooked, and then and so I quite like throwing out throwing out the line and then seeing what hook's going to work particularly with them. So for some people, it might be the environmental standards. For some people, it might be food and drink. For other people, it might be renewables or sustainability or the carbon footprint. But there's very few people who don't care about any of those. Now, we definitely got some people, because we had right across the front, independence is normal. We never hide who we are. Yeah. But but I would say, hello, we're having our own Kerry COP. Um, have you heard of COP26 happening in Glasgow? We care about environmental standards. Yeah. We want to talk to you about a sustainable Scotland. So all the things, but then we always introduced who we were and said that we were doing it for Yes, Kerry Muir. So, so nobody was being duped you have to be honest with people yeah, and straightforward yeah. and give people an opportunity to disagree with you and be respectful of their of their concerns but then sort of try and when people sort of show you the areas that they're concerned with it's about kind of going okay well yeah I agree with you on that but this is the and this is the answer we have and these are the facts that we have don't take my word for it go and find out some more you're welcome to come back to us through social media and we yeah. can try and answer any more questions you have and that's the way you sort of treat the youngsters the young adults that we spoke to they were really engaged and they really cared about it and they really responded well to being asked what they thought and what their concerns were and for them and, and us asking them what they wanted to see and what future they wanted to see. And then we would say, are you registered to vote? If you aren't registered to vote, you do know that when you're 16, you are able to vote. The next elections could be the most important of your lives. Why not be a part of the conversation? And we weren't telling them what to think. I, I would never tell anyone, maybe apart from my husband, uh, what to think, but <laughs> <laughs> poor man. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I mean, I would never tell anyone what to think, but I will offer them up the the information and and I always say to people don't take my word for it here are the sources go yeah. to source and find yeah. it for yourself I mean that's part of making it a professional isn't it that professional kind of um, layout that you that you've either got a piece of paper that's got the sources on it or or you can you can direct people to go and, mm -hmm. and look for it actually and I mean it's interesting what you're saying about 
you know, you're there with a lot of experience and your own, um, you know, ways of starting conversations. I, I've I've not done very much in the way of uh, stalls, and my mentor was um, has been uh, Mary McCabe down in in Glasgow and Pensioners for Independence, and she's like, you know, she's just done that kind of thing for years, year in year out. So for her, it's nothing to go and do that in a stall, approach a complete stranger. For me, it's definitely pushing me past my comfort zone and uh yeah i mean as you say you kind of learn ways of uh you learn ways of doing it and and um, and then of course you get rebuffed and you get occasionally a name called but you know there you go it's just par for for doing it yeah but you know what i mean actually the, there was one one of my colleagues was saying um but he felt really bad because because he was working and so he couldn't be on the stalls but the business that he has was where we were keeping the materials close by where the stalls were being held. And I'm going, but look at what you're doing. You're enabling the stalls. You're, and that's one of the things that we, we found at the peace camps at, at, at Greenham. You know, it was quite rough. Some, you know, you're living outside and it, it, it wasn't always fun. But, but And we would often get people coming along and saying, oh, I feel really bad because I can't do what you're doing. And we're going, yeah, but we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing if it wasn't for people like you bringing us a hot meal or you know being the support yeah. and actually yeah. one of the things that one of the things that I found there was a couple of days where I was on my own just because we couldn't get a second person for cover because you know just the weather or work yeah. or whatever the way things yeah. are working out and I don't like being on a stall on my own just because I think it's always better to have a witness I uh, think that it's always yeah. I think it's always yeah. better to have corroboration I think you are less likely to have somebody behaving badly there was one gentleman who became so agitated that I went back behind the table. Um, and, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm adept at sort of de-escalating. Again, I'm not sure if my husband would agree with me. But, um, but you know, you sort of you, you use certain techniques to try and de-escalate a situation. And eventually he realised that he was losing the plot and he left. So, so these things are less likely to happen when there's more than one person. So there's a number of reasons why yeah. it's good practice yeah. to have two people on a stall. And actually, you know, if if one of those people that's on the stall doesn't feel comfortable approaching people, you know what, just their presence being there, giving them moral support, being there to help tidy up the setup, being there as a witness and backup, yeah. Yeah. you know, not not everybody has the same skills. My, my health's been a bit rubbish this year, so I can't carry all the stuff that I usually would carry. You know, I mean, that's so so having somebody who can kind of come and help set it up for me, that that's a big part of enabling it. So I think that we have to understand and recognize that different people have different skills and and that all of those skills have a place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. It sounds like it was just a very, very successful idea that that you know that you thought the group followed through on, and and obviously you played a big part in that. Yeah, well, it was teamwork. I mean, it was it was yeah. teamwork. I, yeah. I, I, I have to say that that um, I can be a bit of a balloon in many ways, but I sort of I have all these ideas I can collect. So, you know, I used to work in live programs. I can, I'm full. I'm full of ideas, <laughs> and uh, so 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 often it takes a team to see if there's any substance to those ideas. <laughs> that can be carried through 
Uh, so, yeah, yeah. We've know, got someone. But... We've got someone like that on Independence <laughs> Live, and we're all going, "Well, yeah, but but how would you do it? And you know, uh, you know, who's going to do exactly. it? And, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But but you know, the whole the whole of Kiri Muir, the whole Yes Kiri Muir was a part of it. I mean, it wasn't you know, it was it was my idea, but other people enabled it, and it's something that I felt passionately about, and I was lucky I was able to give some time. Yeah for it yeah. um but uh, but it was certainly none of these things happen none of these things happen in isolation you know, none, none of us is an island and so i i would i was it's mortified I, I mean i was delighted that the, the national ran a piece about it on the sdiy but i was mortified at how much of it seemed to be about me because that's yeah. absolutely not the yeah. case it was a team effort and 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 none of it would have happened without the team yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. I'm just, uh, I just noticed on the comment, someone has put a wee comment in from the YouTube channel saying that yes. the Greenham women and the Faslane Peace Camp are much to be admired, and indeed, that's, uh, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, Greenham, Greenham was an inspirational place. I, I learned a lot and met a lot of amazing women. Faslane uh, is still sadly needed. I mean, Greenham, Greenham is no longer, yeah, was no, no longer, longer needed yeah. because, because yeah. cruise missiles are away. Um, but Faslane sadly still is very much needed and and I take my hat off to the folk yeah. who are still staying there. It is really important. I think that peace camps actually are a really important constant presence and reminder. It's one of the things that I look forward to about independence. It's getting rid of Trident, getting nuclear weapons off our soil. And uh, it's something I have felt passionately about for many, many, far too many yeah. decades. Uh, so I look forward to getting, yeah. getting yeah. shot of yeah. Trident. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to pick you up on one thing, on one thing you said, because um, it rang a bell with me when you were talking about, you know, it is important going out and, and doing those kind of events um, that, you know, there's transparency and it's quite obvious to anyone who's approaching you that, you know, you've got a banner there saying, you know, independence is um, normal. I mean, I I was out um, with during during COP, the Glasgow COP. Uh, I mean, I I was out in, in a couple of towns with people from Yes Glasgow Northwest, um, and I'm going to be talking to to a couple of them for another episode in this series. And I was also out um, with uh, uh, with the Glasgow Pensioners for Pensioners for Independence um, group, and and I found myself at one point. You know, I just just had this question in my mind of um, should we be hearing with our kind of independence hats on? I mean, this is I mean, for example, one of them were in George Square with um, with Big Blue. Now, Big Blue is a very, very big saltire that uh, Glasgow Northwest were um, looking after while COP was on and they were taking it in various places. And, and I. I just kind of thought, well, you know, Extinction Rebellion people were there, the greenwashing um, folk were there, there was all sorts of um, environmental groups. And I thought, I wonder if we should just have come here as an environmental group. I mean, I came to a view about that, but uh, did you have did, did you have any kind of similar kind of questions in your, in your mind? Not when we were doing the stall, because we'd already discussed that as a group. And we all, it, it honestly, yes, Kerry, it's a, it's a brilliant wee group. I, there's a really good ethical seam that just goes right through the heart of yes, Kerry. And it's a group I'm actually really pleased to be a part of because I trust the judgment of what people are saying and, and the collegiality and, and the thoughtfulness. And um, we have a breadth of perspectives within the group. Um, and I think that's very useful and very valuable. And we were all absolutely in agreement that that yes, Scottish independence is crucial for Scotland 
being able to to address the issues of, for example, environmental standards and make the most of our, our, our renewable sector and be fully sustainable within the context of what Scotland wants. But that it was absolutely crucial that we framed that within the context of the issue being addressed at COP. And yeah. so we were very careful about the materials that we've shared. And so you'll see the banners that we put up were talking about Scotland's renewable sector. Uh, we were talking about um, renewable energy. Uh, we had leaflets talking about Scotland's economy and, and the, sort of some of the environmental issues. And again, these are all sort of the belief in Scotland box and some of the yeah, uh, yeah. the previous the previous indie box that we'd got from iMail and and a, you know, some of their materials. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. we had we had some of Indie Poster Boys. Uh, materials which were relevant as well so we were very careful that that the only materials that we were sharing were within the context of the discussion surrounding COP and we were very careful that that the the framing that we gave to that um was relevant but which actually was really easy given that the acorn project which is is you know affecting the northeast had just been given the kibosh so, yeah. so, so being the carbon capture, just being given the kibosh, yeah. given that that you know we quite often we quite often get um, delays on the roads because these wind turbines that's like you know sort of like the size of two tenements tall are yeah. driving yeah. up yeah. the motorway. Driving away. up, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so there's a real local context for for us, and we were very clear that we we were keeping that content. People were really interested hearing about the how the SEE how Scotland has to pay to put our energy onto the national grid whereas you know sort of nuclear power and, and sort of dirty energy in the south of England is paid for their power so things like that it was very easy we didn't have to look far to find facts to back up the the assertion that we had that Scottish independence was essential for ensuring Scotland played its part as, as fully as it could for a sustainable yeah. future yes yes indeed when I was talking to people, I was chatting to people who were in the Glasgow Pensioners for Indy, so quite a lot of the, not all, but quite a lot of the time we're kind of trying to think how to communicate with from us as you know pensioners age group, our age group, still not convinced about independence, but also trying to communicate to an, uh, you know, a younger kind of uh, age group. And at least if you can say to someone, well, you know, think about it from your grandkids' point of view or, or even your children's point of view, uh, for the thought the future might be and and in that way thinking about a climate change climate emergency um is also a, an easy way to make that connection so we put a wee leaflet together so on the one side of it it's got some um it's got some statistics that have been um put together by academics in the states the graphic was from an, an organization called statista it was put in terms of um the generation being born from now, last sort of 10 years or so, compared to ones people who were born 50 years before that, and they put together how much worse, you know, three times as many droughts, three, you know, however many times as many, you know, rainstorms, sea level rise. So there were just, it's a simple bit of graphic, but it's pretty stark about what their life was going to have to cope with, what their generation's going to have to cope with, as compared to, well, certainly mine. Um, and so that's, that's on one side of the leaflet. On the other side of the leaflet, we just had, if um, Scotland has expertise, we've got a highly qualified population, we've got an immense amount of natural resources, we've got know-how, 
we were at the negotiating table, especially at COPSE, actually we could have a big positive input on that and, um, you know, we can share that with, with people around the world. So it was quite a simple wee leaflet and yeah. it seemed to make, a, it seemed to make an, an impact. I think there's there's two things there, one of which is it, the human psyche is very interesting. So if you were to say to somebody that if they were to walk outside the door and if there's a man-eating tiger or a person-eating tiger at their gate, that that they should do something about that, they would do something about that. Aye. If you told them that that if they went out for a walk there, and there were sort of tigers on the hills further away, they would go, ah, oh, they'll be fine. They're fine. And I think yeah. I think that one of the problems that we have when we are delivering this message, and, and I was very shocked to see that the climate emergency was anticipated back in 1923, but they, they'd still decided to burn the yeah. world down around them for the sake of money. I think that we have to be careful not to leave people wondering what the answer is. So, so one of the things that we're very careful to do when we are talking about the atrocious situation that our country and our world is is being forced into by by people you know who who make decisions or for the money men perhaps um one of the things that we're very careful to do is to try and give people a positive action they can take because mm -hmm. you don't want people to be left sort of par so paralyzed by concern and anxiety that they they don't know what to do yeah. so they do nothing yeah. So one of the things that we try and do is to give people something simple that they can do, uh, you know, a simple action or a simple choice or, you know, sort of try and give somebody an example of a change that they can make that, that then is positive. But to go to your, your second point about Scotland's place on the world stage, I think that that was one of the successes for Scotland of COP26 was the, the way the First Minister absolutely, I mean, if you want to, if you wanted to have uh, a masters in how to how to play diplomacy on the world stage just look at the way the first minister played it i was looking at i can't remember his name is it olaf sir ragnason i think it is the former president of iceland, of iceland. he's never been off twitter he's never been off twitter the last three days <laughs> talking about how awesome scotland is you've got the you know that there's there's the, the 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 spokesperson for the, the most um vulnerable nations saying you know, the real leader of COP26 has been Nicola Sturgeon in yeah. Scotland. You've got people from, uh, was it Samoa or Fiji, I can't remember, one of the South Pacific Islanders, talking about Scotland and Scottish independence. And and I think the fact that you've got Nancy Pelosi and uh, Ocasio, I can't remember her name now, AOC. Ocasio-Cortez, yes, AOC. Yes, Alexandra. AOC, yes. Uh, you've got, you've got, You've got Biden. None of these photographs, none of these photographic opportunities were accidents. These are all sending messages. I mean, in diplomatic, I, yeah. I know that there were, I can't remember the name of the, 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 the rather silly Tory MP who spent hours doing a really nice photo montage, which was brilliant because actually it really showed the power of soft diplomacy. But but actually it's not, It's it was very interesting to see some of the naysayers on, on, on social media, some who say they're on our side, Going, oh, this is a bit cringy, and all the all she's doing is getting selfies. A, a lot of them weren't selfies, but B, actually, this is the message that is being sent to the world: is that Scotland yeah. is a is a global player. And one of the things that really interested me, because I am a nerd, was looking at who was giving Scotland 
the output, what what channels we're talking about Scotland. And CNN, you've got CNN, CNN. International, yes. you've got yes. you've got one of my heroes, Christian uh, Christina Amanpour. You've got yeah. CNN, yeah. you've got CNN in Bosnia Herzegovina, and there's several different CNN stations doing a lot about about Scotland. And to me, again, that that it that says a lot. I think once once you get the international media, the once the international press has got a running narrative of what Scotland can be and could be and should be, then that's going to go a very, very long way towards put it this way, in 2014 there were a lot of people who seemed to be saying, Oh, but could Scotland manage it? Post COP26. I I think you'd be very hard pressed to find any international media outlet or any international leader, really, other than perhaps Bolsonaro, because he's a bampot, saying that Scotland has not got a place on the world stage, because I think that Scotland has proved itself. Indeed. And and I mean, it's quite a contrast. I mean, what actually happened was quite a contrast with what was being flagged up as wanting to happen, you know, so, uh, probably over the last year from 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 Westminster and, you know, various statements like, um, oh, I don't mind a few salt towers being seen, but, you know, it will be it's a union jack and it's a union, it's a union government that's been there. And, and, and as you say, I mean, you know, that was a masterclass in how to uh, how to, you know, present yourself on that stage. And what struck me, I mean, particularly like you mentioned, uh, you know, CNN. Um, interview, Amanpour. I watched that interview and I just thought, oh, if only we had, if only we had the kind of equivalent in our media here. And you know, she she asked she asked the first minister a series of questions. I mean, they weren't, they weren't she wasn't trying to trick her. They were just serious questions that needed a fairly involved. Yeah, they needed a fairly involved um, answer. So she asked them, and then she gave the first minister the space. To go into it and actually answer, and you know, and tease out the kind of things that um, were, were were a bit uh, tricky or or a bit unknown in that. And that's the way the BBC used to be. It's the way the STV yeah. used to be. It's the way that yeah. journalism in this country was. I mean, I, I was working in broadcasting up until uh, the turn of the the millennium. Of course, that makes me feel old. And that's the way that broadcasting used to be. But but the media now has been rendered supine. And and much of that, much of that is down to government interference, in my yeah. opinion. My husband sort of noticed. He said, "You kept quiet during that whole interview because he's used to me <laughs> watching. You know, I'm, I'm watching Andrew Marr. Um, and, you know, exactly. And I'm thinking, for goodness' sake, ask you ask this, or you know, or, or I, I often think Andrew Marr is trying to make his own points um, without really kind of letting the other person kind of have a have a say. But anyway, it was obviously yeah, and no, obviously I, noticeable. I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes I think you get with some presenters, they get to a certain point in their career where they kind of forget that, this, that you know, it's not about them. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So, so has Yes, Karim, you got any plans going forward? Well, I'm sure that any of my colleagues watching this will be holding their mouth, <laughs> holding their breath in, in anticipation of oh, well, no, what you're going to land us in. But um, the next thing that we've got on is uh, delivering these. Um, these uh, the newspapers the 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 oh, million yeah. newspapers that are yeah. being sent round yeah. um and i think uh, this is with, with my national yes network hat on t- at the moment um i was seeing i'm one of the admins on the national yes network um social media um and i noticed today that i inverness was looking for for help to to get because they've got a big area 
to get the yeah, leaflets out. Yeah, yeah. So um, so if anybody's up in Inverness, get in touch with I Inverness and because uh, they're looking for folk. But actually, you know what, if there's if there's people here who aren't involved with a, a local yes group and they'd like to find their local yes group you can go to the there's an interactive map on the national yes network uh website which you can find the, the your local yes group um but if you're not involved and you're thinking maybe you want to be involved this is a really good time to get in touch with your local yes group there's lots of ways to find out how who they are where they are uh, social media is a great way to do it or go to the national yes network and drop us a line and, and one of my colleagues can send you the details because there's a million newspapers a million quality newspapers being printed out now as we speak by the national newspaper it's a collaboration between yes.scot um uh, the smp uh, believe in scotland and the national and this is going to be a, an incredible resource the first time ever that all of this is going to be handed out free newspapers yeah. through a million doors in scotland but it's all being done by volunteers so um yeah, so so if you want to get involved, get involved. Most local yes groups will bite your hand off if you say you want to come and help. So uh, it's, yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, that's please. certainly true of the two I'm involved yeah. in. We'll be uh, welcoming yeah, for sure. welcoming new people and uh, yeah, and new people and young and, legs. I oh yeah, that always helps, especially with tenements. So no. I've got, got <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my my glutes will be grateful for it. But <laughs> yeah, my, my soul right, will not. Kind of keeps you fit. And 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 I mean, for people who live in you know a part around where maybe there's not a local uh, yes group, it's all it's you know if you get hold of get hold of these um, uh, what the nationals producing, that's maybe a good place to start off actually, and maybe get a few a few um, few friends and acquaintances together and get a new group going. Yeah. And actually, yeah, and actually, that's something that I know. I know that some of my colleagues um, in the national. So the National Yes Network is basically a sort of joyous, a joyous form of anarchy. Really, it's it's an <laughs> autonomous group of yes groups from across Scotland. Uh -huh. There's yeah, no leaders. Yeah. There's no subscriptions. It's just <laughs> yes working together to help each other. Um, but I do know that there have been a couple of people in a couple of areas have been in touch to, to sort of say how do we start a new yes group so i know that a couple of my colleagues um are are on that kind of so so if anybody thinks oh there's not a yes group near me or there was one but it kind of is a bit inactive broughty ferry i'm looking at you and um, <laughs> then, then get in touch either with your local i get you're getting in touch with your neighbors one of the brilliant things about the national yes network is that it's kind of it's like sort of thinking locally and acting nationally and and thinking nationally but acting locally so so for example yes Kerry, we uh work so 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 there's there's six yes groups in our area in yes angus so we're but we you know we're all autonomous we're so nobody's the boss of us and uh nor would they dare to be so i was but, just going to say who would you know, who would dare really <laughs> But but we also so so we've got a group chat and we work together and and if one group needs help to get stuff delivered then groups activists from other groups will go and help so and and the national yes network is actually just like a sort of a big version of that and it's been really amazing so for example down like yes Dumfries and Galloway you know they've probably got more in common with yes Orkney or yes Argyll than 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 yes Glasgow which might be yeah. you know their nearest big yeah. so. So they can yeah. get connected and kind of have ideas and and go okay well these are the issues that so i think it's a really powerful tool that the yes movement has and because there's no leader 
because we don't, we're, you know, there's no money involved, there's none of that, then actually nobody's in it for anything other than the yeah. good of independence. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I, so I'm always kind of using the hashtag positively for Scotland and positively for independence. And to me, that sums up. So if there are people out there who are looking to get the get a, a yes group going or activated or looking for materials or looking for ideas, then we're happy to connect you to your local groups if you don't know how uh, or, or perhaps help you get some resources or put you in touch with the folk that, that can help you. Uh, and I'm always happy to chat. Yeah, that's great. That's so, sounds so. Uh, it's really good having you here. I've really enjoyed chatting to you, uh, Ruth. And um, and also thanks to the um, the people who've been leaving comments. That uh, while we were talking, I noticed that uh, Hanbury's been giving us the updates on the uh, first minister's uh, latest. Uh, she was doing a she was doing a latest COVID. Uh, uh, announcement today. It's, it looks like there was no significant increase in COVID due to COP26. So that's something good that's come out of that. Anyway, thank you again. Thanks for coming on. Um, thank you for and, having me. Yeah, it's 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 been great. And uh, uh, yeah, we hope we'll have you back for uh, maybe a different series and a, a, a different topic. But thank you again. Thank you for your time. Although COP26 has, has, has finished, we've got another few um, episodes still to still to come out and uh, under There Is No Planet B series. I'm going to be talking to a couple of people from, yes, Glasgow Northwest later on this week, and that will be out in a few days' time. We're going to be talking to a, a, an author who's uh, written um, a book from a Buddhist perspective on um, climate change and um, how it affects us as human beings, how it affects us emotionally, how, you know, best ways to... Um, perhaps to uh, to deal with that and I'm hoping to have an interview set up with um, a few uh, Australian uh, campaign act, uh, climate activists I haven't quite got that one in the bag yet but uh, I'm, I'm going to carry on trying to do it so once again thanks to uh, to Ruth for being here and thanks to those of you who've been listening mm -hmm.